Hello, everyone, and welcome to Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Phil, and I will be your Phaeologist today. And joining me is Grepstein, our chief resident. How are you doing today? I'm amazing and glad to be with you today, Phil. Awesome. Enjoying the summer weather for sure. So uh, today we are are continuing our future data mine project. Uh, We have uh, gone through, if you're new to this uh, project, we have gone through um, all the skills that are in the game right now uh, that have a certain variation to them but don't have all the cert, uh, all the variations of them released out in the game yet, whether it be uh, based on what kind of stat they boost or what kind of uh, unit that they focus on. Uh, that's been our project for the last couple of months is to go through these unreleased variations of skills. And we recently have <clears throat> recorded and finished all the way through um, all the skills that we had started a couple months ago uh, from A to C. And so we finally have been, um, uh, we're finally getting into talking about some of the newer skills that have been released. We've seen them pop out as we have written the script for the original skills that we wanted to talk about. And we are very excited now to touch on them. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I think we are very excited to continue on this part. And so this is kind of like season two of future data mine. And so why don't we get started with that? So um, in this episode, we're going to talk about two classes of skills that have been released uh, very recently. And the first set of skills is going to be the faint skills. We recently saw uh, the first addition that we saw to the faint skills was with, um, uh, let's see, who is that? Speed faint. (laughs) Oh, speed faint, yeah, speed faint with um, uh, Sanaki, right? Is that who? Some, uh, no, it's on uh, Bride um, Tharja. Oh, Tharja, actually. that's right. Bride yeah, Tharja. with that memorable glitch. I don't know if you saw that on Reddit <laughs> or YouTube or anything, but yeah, if Tharja I, I would would rally more than once the same unit, or if she would get rallied more than once, she would fly off the screen sometimes. Uh huh. I saw that. That was hilarious. I mean, I, I never summoned her. Uh, myself, but did you see that glitch yourself when you, when playing? Or yeah, so after after somebody posted it on Reddit, I I went in and saw if I could replicate it, and I was able to. And sure enough, she flew off the screen. She was like <laughs> hiding in the bottom left corner. You just just off the screen, um, and you know I tried. I was like, can I touch her? Like if I keep touching in the bottom left corner, is it possible right. I might be able to select her? But nope. Sure <laughs> enough, she was off the screen and uh, unable to contribute. And see, so when you ended your turn, when this glitch happened, you had to literally press end turn because there's no way to move her. <laughs> uh huh. Oh man, that is crazy. I, and I'm glad they patched that up pretty quick. So. Um, so yeah, so Tharja, Bridal Tharja came out with the first variation of the skill as in, in Speed Faint. And we recently have the release of Ines with Defense Faint. So, um, so basically, uh, and just to touch up too, I, I do want to mention that, uh, there have been other skills that have come out like Bushido for Legendary Ryoma or Aerobatics for, um, Scattered Fangs Nino. We're not going to talk about those unique skills. We're just going to focus our efforts in these episodes on skills that are inheritable to other units, as well as that they have the potential to be, uh, to have different variations of them. And so stay tuned for specific character analyses 
Uh, I know that Grepstein has done some on Legendary Ryoma for Bushido, um, as well as Scattered Fangs most recently. And so check out those episodes if you want a more in-depth discussion on those skills. But for the meantime, we're going to focus on the skills that are inheritable, and we're going to start off with these faint skills. And so I'm going to turn it over to you, Grepstein. Um, What can you tell us about this skill? How does it work? And, and I'll let you introduce the possible variations of this skill. All right. Yeah. So faint skills are B-slot skills, which is actually, uh, that was kind of surprising, I think, to some people uh, because it's a new class of skills. And I don't know, it seemed like they could potentially be a, a C-slot skill with how they work. So the way that we see faint skills work is that the character with the skill is either rallied themselves if a rally skill is used on them, or if the character with the skill rallies another unit, then the faint skill is activated. And so for each of these different faint skills, it's going to send out a debuff of minus seven to all of the units in cardinal directions. So it's similar to how ploy debuffs work in the game, the cardinal directions being up, down, left, and right on the screen. And these debuffs work uh, similarly to ploy buffs, be, uh, debuffs because they're effective until the units that are afflicted by these debuffs make their next actions. So Bride Tharja was the unit that came out with Speed Faint, and we've just recently seen Defense Faint come out on Summer Innis. So in the future, we might see some variations in the form of either Attack Faint and Resistant Faint. So those are the skills that we're going to touch on today. Cool. Um, before moving on, I do have a statement of clarification slash question for you, Greps, because I've made this mistake in the past and I just want everyone to be on the same page. Uh, so when using debuffs such as ploys and feints as well, we are only counting the debuff that takes away the most amount of points. For example, uh, feint takes away seven, you know, in a certain stat while ploys take five these two necessarily wouldn't stack with each other, right? You would um, use, uh, it would basically take the highest debuff possible. And so if you had a feint and a ploy on an individual unit, the debuff in the same stat would apply only to the feint. And so only up to seven would be taken out. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So it's the same for both buffs and debuffs. And you said it exactly right, that if someone ploys a unit, let's say you use speed ploy on a unit and it's minus five speed. And then let's say you use a faint skill on the same unit and it's speed faint, so minus seven speed. Those two aren't going to add together. It's going to take minus five first. When you apply the speed faint skill, it'll go up to minus seven. And it's the same with buffs too. So let's say you do a dual rally skill that includes an attack rally on the unit then they'll get plus three attack. And then let's say you have someone that just has rally attack, that is a four uh, plus four buff. And so that would just upgrade the buff from three to four. So that's how buffs and debuffs stack on top of each other is that they don't stack, you just take the highest one that applies. Mm -hmm. One other thing I wanted to point out here is that there have been some questions about what happens when a unit is getting buffed and debuffed at the same time. And it's not that buffs and debuffs cancel each other out. You actually add together the highest buff with the highest debuff. So someone that has a a rally speed and gets plus four speed, but also has speed faint and gets minus seven speed, it's going to be 
four minus seven and they get minus three speed overall. So that's just a little um, tutorial in how buffs and debuffs interact with each other. Awesome. Thank you for mentioning that. And thanks for, uh, for clarifying that. So um, now with that uh, taken care of, we know how faint works. Uh, it was kind of, you know, confusing at first, but I, I feel like we're getting a grasp of how they work. Let's start off with attack faint and I will uh, turn it over to you first, Greps. Uh, as always, we, we talk about which units and which skills, uh, these, these skills that we're talking about would work with best. So what units and skills work best with attack faint reps in your, sure. in your so, opinion? Yeah. So sh let me start off and say, sometimes we hold, uh, our enthusiasm in a little bit to keep it a surprise for everybody when we talk about how much we like these skills later on. Uh, but I'm going to just go ahead and say that I think attack faint is probably the faint skill that I would look forward to the most and not just between attack and resistance faint, but including the faints that we already have in the game. So attack faint is going to debuff enemies in cardinal directions by minus seven attack. And you know, we've talked about some other skills in the game that are either debuffs or that, uh, like, I think we talked about chill attack some episodes ago, and it's going to have a similar effect to that, but you need to take somebody's turn to rally somebody with the skill and actually apply the debuff, but it can apply more than once on, on multiple units. So similar to what we said some episodes ago when we talked about chill attack on the podcast, I think attack faint is going to do best with tanky units on your team, if they're mixed tanks especially, because when you're debuffing the enemy's attack, then you're helping boost your defense and resistance. The thing is, you don't necessarily know, I mean, I guess you know when you're applying the debuff, but you don't necessarily know before you go into some maps whether you're going to be facing physical or magical units. So it helps to have mixed tanks, for example, units like Sheena and many other armor units that have high mixed bulk, as well as a lot of the dragons that we have in the game with mixed bulk. For example, Young Tiki is one example of that. The issue is that some of the mixed uh, tank units that we have in the game, like Sheena uh, and armor units, they would probably prefer to use fighter skills in a lot of cases. That's going to be stronger for them if you have that fodder available. And the dragons that we have in the game, almost all the time, if you're going with a lightning breath build, you're going to want to give them quick repost as their B slot skill. And I know some people might put on quick repost as your sacred seal, but the fact of the matter is you only have one of those quick repost sacred seals and you might have another unit on your team that you prefer to give it to. So I would say that you might do the best to give faint skills on units who are the allies of armor units or dragon units, because if you debuff all the units on the other team and their attack, then it's going to impact how they attack all of the units on your team. So there are a couple of downsides to faint skills, though. There, there's advantages and disadvantages compared to the other debuffing skills we have in the game right now. And I actually did a pretty uh, comprehensive analysis on faint skills versus ploy skills way back during the bridal, uh, the bridal uh, analysis episode. And so I recommend that you take a listen to that episode and you can skip ahead. If you just want to hear about faint skills uh, and how they compare to play skills, you can listen to the section on the analysis about Tharja. And I recommend listening to that. But we'll still talk a little bit about faint skills and some of their advantages and disadvantages here. 
And one of the big downsides to using faint skills is that you have to have a unit with a rally skill on your team. So if you're using it on Bridal Tharja, she comes with a uh, dual rally skill, so that works just fine. But if you're using it on another unit or another team composition, or if you've replaced uh, Bridal Tharja's assist skill and with like a movement skill, then you might not have a unit that can activate the skill on your team. So my personal preference for fate skills for all of them is to use them on teams where you're already using rally skills. And I don't know how many people listening already use rally skills on their units. Uh, most likely, you're most likely to use rally skills, I think, in the arena. So using rally skills outside of the arena, people don't often do that. And so I think that faint skills lose a lot of utility outside of the arena. But I think faint skills can be good skills to bring on in a unit that you're bringing into the arena because they are 240 SP skills. And so there's no downside to using them as far as the SP cost goes. And I think they actually could be really powerful skills in the arena both on an offensive arena team or a defensive arena team. Uh, I can, you know, I go up against a lot of teams that have rally skills on all of their units. And I think it would be really annoying to go up against a defense team that keeps rallying the person with a faint skill because a faint skill can be activated more than once on a single turn if the unit who has the skill moves on that turn and the rally skill is used more than once. So another downside to using a feint skill is that you have to be really good about positioning in your player phase in order to use the feint skill pretty well. And another, a third downside to them is that feint skills require the use of one player's turn on your team. So you're not going to be able to attack or reposition with a unit that you activate a, a rally skill and a feint skill with. So when thinking about attack feint specifically on an offense, uh, offensive arena team, I think attack feint specifically could really shine as a skill because you're going to be applying a debuff in your player phase, of course, but you're going to be getting the benefit of tanking the foe in the enemy phase. And if you're using enemy phase units, you don't really care about wasting your player phase to set up your units in, in the positioning and, and then to use the feint skill. And positioning is already one of the most important things about using a good enemy phase unit to be able to tank one specific unit's attack, but not all the rest of the units. So I think attack feint is, is probably the best skill because it's best in the enemy phase and you can apply it in the player phase. But I'm interested in hearing some of your thoughts about attack feint as well, Phil. So what do you think about attack feint and some of the units and some of the skills that it might be good for? Sure. I think you mentioned a lot of good points there. Um, good points for and against attack feint, as well as feint skills in general. Um, I guess to add to that, I, I think it looks good in the hands of units that are using rally skills already that serve as a more supportive type character, right? Um, I think it can look good on characters with high resistance and that are mages as well, such as Sias and others uh, that might run ploy skills anyway. And you know, they're not really attacking all the time, but they really are there for support. And, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, sometimes you're using two different ploys, uh, one in the C slot as well as one in the sacred seal slot to kind of take out two different, um, uh, point, two different types of stats. And so maybe, 
maybe you can throw on a faint skill as well to take care of the third stat. And, and so I, I could see people putting faint on that, on, especially on units that don't have competitive B slot skills available uh, or ne- or desired right now. Like you mentioned with um, with armor units, they really want bullfighter, vengeful fighter. So they're probably not going to put a faint in that place too. But for someone who is not really offensive oriented, they might benefit from the faint there to serve their support role a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I think with attack faint specifically, um, someone who is running speed ploy as well, like Sias or Deidre would work well with it because if you can avoid the double while tanking an enemy as well, and while reducing their attack, you could do a lot better in the enemy phase. And like you mentioned, enemy phase works really well with attack faint. Uh, on the other side of the coin, talking about like units that can receive rally from someone else. This is a hard choice for any faint skills, I think, because they are going to be more offensive units that are going for quick repose, desperation, wrath, eventual fighter, bold fighter, like we said already. But I guess if I had to pick an archetype that would, that could possibly use this if you had no other skill to to fodder onto. I think moderately fast uh, tanky units like Draug, Winter Robin, Female Kana, even as far as dragon units are concerned, would kind of fit the bill a little bit because I think they're a little bit too slow for desperation and maybe they are fast enough not to uh, worry about needing quick repost or if the, if anything, they use it in the seal spot. And so they could afford to use attack feint or any other feint in that regard, but specifically attack feint in this case for these guys to, um, you know, hopefully buff themselves a little bit better. And like you mentioned before, those teams that are running um, uh, for arena purposes, uh, the dual rally skills anyway for points, uh, this would just uh, hopefully fit a little bit better in those builds, give you that, that edge Hopefully, a, you know, a two-for-one, you rally some units up and you debuff others as well. Uh, if So, you know, basically, if you have a unit that does not need desperation or quick repost in the B slot or any, any of these really um, important B skills, then attack feint or any other feint might be right for you. So, so with that mentioned, um, on a slightly different note, uh, what are your thoughts on resistance faint? Well, one thing I want to say before I talk about resistance faint, just a couple of comments mm-hmm. on what you just said. I thought you had some good points there about um, about giving it to a unit that already has poise involved. That's not a bad idea, and I didn't really think about that. Um, you know, I was mentioning before that it's a kind of unfortunate that faint skills aren't C slot skills like most of our debuffing skills. But I think you know, although the B slot's really competitive that you're right, you can combine these different debuffs on a B-slot skill, on your C-slot skill, and on your Sacred Seal slot as well. So I know you were mentioning some of the, the ploy boys out there, like Sias and perhaps Arvis could be another unit, or, or Deirdre, some of these units that already have poise uh, equipped, and some of them have a poise on their weapon as well. But you can almost turn any unit into uh, at least a three-stat debuffing unit, if you have a faint skill on your B slot and then two sacred or sacred seal and a C slot poise skill, and you could debuff three stats. So with one unit, which could be really strong. 
So I thought that was a good point that you brought up there and just wanted to mention that before I talked about resistance faint. Sure. But thinking about resistance faint, you know, I can't think of a ton of specific units that are going to want to actually use it. Uh, you know, unlike attack faint, I think the three other types of faint skills are going to be more valuable in the player phase. Uh, speed faint to help you double and defense and resistance faint to help you do more damage. The, the tricky thing about faint skills is you give up a, a, one of your unit's turns to activate the skill. And if you aren't using the unit with the faint skill to activate the skill, if you're using another unit to rally the unit that has the faint skill, then the debuff is going to apply in the same position that the unit started the turn in, meaning that you could have gotten potentially the same effect from a ploy skill, just a slightly lower debuff. So I think it's, it ends up being fairly hard to activate these defense and, and uh, resistance and speed feint to be able to take advantage of them where you might want to in the player phase. So, you know, I think it's hard to take advantage of those skills, unlike attack feint. And, you know, of course, with resistance feint, it's going to be uh, a unit that is dealing magical damage is going to be able to take advantage of that more often. But aside from that and the thoughts that you already mentioned with pairing that with potentially some other ploy skills, uh, you know, nobody really stands out to me as like a fantastic unit to use with resistance feint aside from some of the obvious things. So I'm curious if you have any ideas of units that you think would, would use resistance feint fairly well. Right. Yeah, I mean, I agree that it, it is hard to think of some units in specific that use resistance feint that are different than attack feint. Um, I feel like maybe Arvis or Summer Gaius, uh, since they have defense ploy naturally, then maybe you know adding a debuff and resistance might be helpful. And but as far as archetypes are concerned, I I'm going to stick with my answer and say like supporting characters, uh, in addition to like characters who can use DC or disencounter and run quick repost in the seal slot, I think um, those units that are using. Uh, that have you know good resistance that are using DC that are tanking enemies in the enemy phase might be good options for resistance faint. So yeah, I, I think that's all I have to say for that. So um, other than that, when I think these skills are coming out, so we just saw pretty much two banners, almost two banners back to back with uh, two of the faint skills. And so I wouldn't be surprised if the next feint or even both of them came out in the next um, special banner that we're having coming out. At the time of this recording, we have the first summer banner coming out uh, tomorrow with Tana and Innes with defense feint. And so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if attack feint came out with some other summer unit or something like that in a couple of weeks. And I mean, as far as excitement for these skills as well, I mean, you brought up a lot of good points about what's good and what's bad about these skills. And I feel like they're not necessarily my go-to option right now, especially being free to play because I, I these skills are locked to five stars. And so I'm not really thinking about them too often. I, I'm more thinking about the ones that I have access to right now. But um, I do like the appeal that they have to more enemy phase type units because I like to play that way. And if I ever do get into more of a ploy um, type of situation where I want to build units that are debuffing a lot uh, or even setting up a defensive team 
maybe, you know, if I have a, you or me, you know, you're having a project that you want to build up a team that can debuff the enemy in, you know, as a AI defensive team, you know, if you want a special project, I, I could see faint skills playing a role there as uh, mentioned before, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of neutral about it. I, I am excited to see new things in the game, but I'm not necessarily uh, busting my wallet um, or my orbs, I guess, to say to uh, to get these skills. But what are your thoughts on their release and your excitement about these skills, Greps? So I tried Speed Faint out on Bride Tharja in Tempest Trials last month, and you know I was looking forward to trying to use that skill. Uh, I think there are some advantages to it over poi skills, especially on a unit like Bride Tharja, who, whose resistance is too low to use a poi skill well. But I was pretty disappointed with how difficult it was to set up Speed Faint in Tempest Trials and take advantage of. So I think Bride Tharja in particular, she has specific movement preferences already just based on her tome. And, you know, she wants units to be close to her when she's attacking in order to get extra attack and speed. So I think combining the movement preferences she wants to activate her tome, in addition to stacking that with her A slot skill of attack speed bond, which she wants a unit right next to her, and then a faint B slot skill where she's going to either want to rally a unit or to have a unit rally her, all of those things on one unit were too many constraints for me to activate all three of those skills at the same time. So after going through several rounds of Tempest Trials trying out Speed Faint, I replaced it with Desperation, and it was so much easier to use her and use her well. You know, I do like the idea that Intelligent Systems is making assist skills, aside from just reposition, more valuable in the game. But I think, you know, if I'm giving people advice I know listeners won't listen to this before the, the bride banner is up in a few hours, but Phil, maybe this will help you. <laughs> and I'll say that pulling just for speed faint, whether it's on bride Darja or another unit isn't recommended. It's not that great of a skill overall. I think it can be helpful potentially in the arena, but I didn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a skill that I prioritized to try to use in the arena. So, um, you know, I think that's probably the only place that it would be really helpful. So I'm a little bit excited for attack faint, but for like defense faint coming out tomorrow on Innis, I don't really care about that. I'll probably end up replacing that depending on what Innis's stats are. And I see myself uh, not really caring too much about resistance faint either. So, you know, it is interesting that we got another faint skill so soon after we got speed faint. Um, you know, maybe we will get uh, a couple more faint skills out in the next few months, but it's, uh, it's not exactly something that I'm looking forward to in the game. So why don't we move on to the next set of skills that we'll cover in this episode, and those are going to be link skills. So we got Defense Resistance Link, and that was released on Bride Sanaki in the Bridal Banner in 2018. And let me just explain how these link skills work, and I'll mention which skills we're still waiting for, potentially. So a, a link skill works that when one of your units uses a movement assist skill on either a unit with the link skill equipped, or if the unit with the link skill uses a movement skill on another unit, 
So using a movement assist skill like reposition or drawback, for example, then both the unit that used the skill as well as the one that was affected by the assist skill gained plus six in two different stats for one turn. So this type of a skill can actually be used more than once on the same turn, just like feint skills can be. If you use uh, a movement assist skill more than once and the unit with a link skill is involved more than once. So as I mentioned, we only have defense resistance link up to this point on Bride Sanaki, but we have a lot of other possibilities for link skills that could be released as well. So the first one being attack and defense, attack and speed, attack and resistance. So all three of the attack variations, in addition to speed and defense and speed and resistance to round out the set. So we have so many different variations that could be released of these skills. So how about instead of going through all of them, which could take quite a while, and we might say a lot of the same things for all of them, how about we just talk generally about how link skills work, and we can mention some of the characters and skills that we think would work well with link skills. Good. Yeah, so, that sounds uh, good to me. I've already mentioned her a lot in future data mine. She's probably the unit that I've mentioned the most, but she always comes to my mind when we talk about buffing skills and allies who want to be buffed. So she's the first one that comes to mind for link skills as well. And that would be refined Sigland Erica. So if you've gone through and you've refined her Sigland, you know she gets, uh, she gets benefits by having units that are buffed around her when she enters combat. And a nice thing about a link skill is it's going to buff two of her stats and two of her ally stats. So that not only gives her the buffs, but it also gives a unit next to her the buffs, which goes right back and it gives Erica the buffs right back in combat. So also, unlike faint skills that require a rally skill to be brought along, uh, the nice thing about these link skills is that you can use reposition to activate them. And I think most people already know how valuable of a skill reposition is. So all you would need to do is have defense resistance link or another link skill on Erica as her B slot skill. And you can have a unit reposition her. And then she can attack within two spaces of that unit and get all of the buffs from the skill and then get them again from the unit that got the buffs next to her. And imagine on top of this as a B slot skill, you could also give her a wave C slot skill like odd attack wave or even speed wave. And you could even buff another one of her stats by six and potentially units around her by six as well. So I think if you do that, that might make her the best buff bot in the game. And she's going to be really strong as an attacking unit too. So similarly to faint skills, it's actually kind of hard for me to pick out specific units or even archetypes of units who want link skills. I think, uh, you know, another thing aside from refined Sigland Erica, of course, is blade tome users who, uh, if they're getting buffs to their stats, then they're going to be applying those in damage output as well. So that's one other type of unit that readily comes to mind for me that's especially going to like to be buffed. But I think when we're thinking about the specific different variations like attack defense versus speed resistance, for example, and what types of units want each one, I think I would go in the same pattern that we've talked about for a lot of these future data mine episodes. And you're going to try to want to min-max stats. So you're going to want to take a unit who has pretty high stats in those two stats that the link 
skill applies for and try to give them even more of those stats. So I think in like just narrowing out one of the link skills that have not been released yet, of course, as somebody who likes to play with player phase units, I think attack speed link would be really incredible uh, for a lot of different player phase units in the game. It's going to give plus six to attack and speed. And well, I guess we think it's going to give plus six to attack and speed. There is the possibility that they do the same thing they did for dance skills or how like weapon refinements give fewer stats in attack and speed than they do for defense and resistance. So it is possible that maybe the attack speed version of a link skill that we might see in the future wouldn't give uh, as much as the defense resistance skill would give. So I think there's just a ton of different player phase units or even just uh, units going along with player phase units that could give, uh, you could give them an attack speed link skill and it would make a lot of player phase units really strong. Cool. So yeah, I, I think there are a lot of variations of the link skills and it definitely applies on different units, you know, who are, who you think about using them on. So first of all, I, I think having a link skill works well with someone who is a support unit. Once again, I'll reiterate um, kind of the same archetype of unit that faint might, skills might work on. So like tanking mages like Julius, Sias, Oliver, Micaiah, uh, basically anyone who has really good resistance and is more likely to tank a unit and possibly even use a ploy or even quick repost um, could not only use defense resistance but um, and resistance, but any other variations uh, that add defense or resistance to the table. I think those are some good possibilities. If you do want to stick a link skill on them, they could easily use drawback on a unit to get into position or be, you know, have an assist skill used on them in the case of Micaiah, who probably would have sacrifice on her. So I think those are some good examples of units, um, mostly enemy phase type units. Uh, like you said, I think if you can find a character that min maxes two different stats, go ahead and throw it on, on them. I think uh, to dive into attack and speed faint, like you were saying, like uh, Love Abound Elliewood, Linus, Legendary Ike, just to name a few would who are very fast and have high attack and good defenses as well. Uh, I, I feel like the way that they would physically work would be like you can either reposition them into battle from another character or they reposition someone else and are able to take a hit um, in the enemy phase and still have you know enough defense to take that hit, but also the attack and speed to be able to retaliate back and really use faint in, or sorry, use link in that regards. So uh, in addition to that, I think some skills that would work really well with link would be like fury or life and death in the a slot, just to min max those stats even further. Um, especially if you're using like Linus or Raven with their Basilicos, I think you could really, really um, max out those stats, uh, especially in attack and speed. Um, in regard to cavalry, cavalry or flyer units, I think uh, those types of units use their assist skills pretty well. Flyers, of course, because they're very mobile. And I find myself when I use my flyer team, they are repositioning all the time and um, moving units in and out. And cavalry units as well, because you can reposition another unit and they have, they, you know, they can pretty much cross the board in one shot. So 
I think those types of uh, units as well would use link skills pretty well. And, and having that boost would be very nice as well. So, so yeah, I think those are just a few thoughts of who specifically and what types of characters would use faint skills. And uh, sorry, I just keep going back to faint. Yeah. Link, oh, link skills, skills in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah one, one other thing I'll add, I think those were all good thoughts there. Um, another thing is like maybe bond skills mm. could be good. Cause if you use reposition or, um, or an assist skill, a lot of the time a unit ends up right next to the other units. So a bond skill could stack on top of that as an A slot skill. And also uh, like a drive skill might be good, either a drive skill, a hone skill, a fortify skill as a C slot skill, or potentially a tactic skill. All of those could potentially be really good as well, uh, especially if you're going to have units using assists on each other, then that's another way to stack up even more bonuses. Just make sure that if it's going to be a visible buffing skill, a C-slot, like visible buff skill, that it's not the same stat as the link skill because the link skill does produce visible buffs that won't stack on skills like hone or fortify or um, other visible stat uh, buffing skills. Very good point. So thank you for pointing that out. I think those are awesome skills to put um, in addition to your link skills. So yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, switching gears, do you think you would be excited to see some of these variations come out in the game greps? And if so, when do you think they would be out? So I, I have mild to moderate excitement. It's certainly better than faint skills, in my opinion. I think they're pretty easy skills to activate. Most people are already using reposition on most of their units. So that's good, but it does have a downside of costing one of your unit's turns, just like a faint skill does. So I think the cost of giving a unit a link skill is that you don't get to use a lot of the other B-slot skills in the game that a lot of units really like, like quick repost. Uh, sometimes breaker skills can be more powerful for a unit. And other skills like desperation, there's a lot of really powerful B-slot skills and sometimes it's hard to justify giving more of a support B-slot skill to a unit. But I would say, unlike Speed Faint, I also tried out Defense Resistance Link in Bride Sanaki during Trump Tempest Trials back in May. And it was actually a really fun skill to take advantage of in the enemy phase. The tricky thing about using Defense and Resistance Link was getting the positioning right, because I would want the buffs to be applied for the enemy phase, and I'd want my unit to be tanking a hit on a, sp a specific square of the map, but I kept messing up and I kept putting my unit on the square I wanted them to tank the hit and then trying to use defense resistance link by, by repositioning the unit and then they would end up not in the square that they needed to end up. So it took me a while to, to get that right and to make sure that my unit ended up in the right place. So I think, you know, I am kind of excited for it and We'll have to see if we end up getting any more of these link skills at all. I don't think it's a done deal that this is necessarily a whole family of skills. Um, until we see a second one, uh, we'll, we'll have to see. It's also possible that maybe we just get like an attack speed link skill and a defense resistance link skill, and maybe they don't make all of the other combinations. Though I think there is a lot of evidence in the game that they do tend to go with all the combinations they can create uh, when they do go with dual skills. So... You know, I think maybe we'll see another link skill, but I think I, I'm not expecting it for a little while. And I think that the link skills, because I think they are pretty good, I think we might see them locked to seasonal units for at least the next several months. 
Um, the next one we could get in the, the second set of Summer Heroes that are released. But I would have to say I might expect it a little bit more so after that with the next round of seasonal heroes uh, closer to the fall. Cool. Yeah, and um, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, I really like the difference in play that they offer um, as far as excitement is concerned. I definitely I, I like the, the way that you can use the assist skills as far as movement are concerned. I, I feel like I use those a lot more than rally anyway. And so I think that uh, in addition to getting buffs instead of debuffs as well, I feel like the positioning works out a little bit better. I, I, I mean, it is tough, of course, like you just mentioned, that sometimes it's hard to position uh, the people just right in order to uh, be where you want to be as well as get the buff. And so that is uh, a little bit hard to do sometimes as well. But still, I feel like it's a lot more fun to play with rather than... Um, uh, than trying to use just rally skills, for example, and get getting debuffs. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I feel like the IS has been coming out with some skills that are um, working with assist skills a little bit more, and so I'm pretty excited to see that uh, continue. And as far as these skills are concerned, these specific ones are concerned, I do like, <clears throat> excuse me, the defense resistance. Um, a link would be awesome to have just for units that play in the enemy phase as well as attack and speed. And so <clears throat> I think those would be the most fun to use. But of course, you know, if they uh, introduce the other ones, that would be interesting to see as well. And hopefully atta um, attach those to some units that min-max in those specific areas. Um, I think they would be great options uh, to teams that maybe run emblem buffs in the form of like Goad and Ward uh, that add the in-combat buffs instead of the outside ones. I feel like uh, this is a great way to add even more um, stats to certain areas, you know, like getting even up to plus 10 in some of those stats if you combine the in and outside of combat buffs. And so <clears throat> I think uh, the same goes for like tactic teams as well. I'd be excited to see these uh, link skills on teams that use tactic for the same reasons as a uh, golden ward, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but I, yeah. And I think it does come down to how competitive your B slot is going to be. So hopefully um, when they do come out, they come out on units that um, would work well with these that have the stats themselves that it would be very nice to see uh, on and, and I agree. I feel like as we continue on with the summer banners uh, next month in July, we <clears throat> I could definitely see like with Innis coming out with the defense feint, we have another character that comes out next month. <coughs> Excuse me. With um, a, a different version of Link. And so I could see that coming out. And I think they'll continue to roll out uh, with um, seasonal units in the next couple of months. So... That sounds good to me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to, <clears throat> to add, excuse me, before we wrap up the episode here that I neglected to mention in this episode, but I did mention in the bridal analysis episode is that let's, let's just take uh, Bride Sanaki as the example here since she comes with defense resistance link. But if you give her the uh, a hone flyer C-slot skill somehow, if you have hone flyers on a unit and you already have them as a unit, then she can be a particularly good user of honed flyers 
because if she's playing with other flyer units, then she, she can give them at the beginning of a turn the Hone Flyer's buff. And then if she repositions the unit, she can give them Fortify Flyers by herself. So she can basically give them full Flyer Emblem buffs just from one unit. And I know that um, you know, Fortify Flyers is a lot easier to get. So it's, you know, it's not like Defense uh, Resistance Link is it's obviously a much more rare skill than Fortify Flyers on a C-slot skill. But it is notable that one unit can buff one other unit's stats by six to all the stats. So if we get an attack speed link skill eventually, then you could put that on a, on a flyer or a, another emblem uh, team user and then give them the C-slot skill of a fortify skill. And that would be really, really powerful to, for one unit to be giving the units next to them uh, all, plus six to all of their stats. That would definitely be really cool. And I... Can't wait to see some of these options come out in the game uh, to really have like all these buffs applied from one character. I think that'd be amazing. So uh, definitely looking forward to more um, for some more link skills as well as faint. I think these are some two good skills and very uh, creative uh, skills that IS has come out with and can't wait for the future. So uh, is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up this episode, Greps? that's it for me for this episode cool all right so thank you guys for listening to this uh, episode of future data mine if you have any ideas for the show or just want to make a comment feel free to email me at f um, theology at gmail.com grepstein can be reached at grepstein feh at gmail.com or you can visit our subreddit at r slash theology so once again, thank you for listening, and we hope that you schedule another appointment with us soon. Take care.